It's the week of August 3rd, 2020. My name is TJ Yerke, and I want to welcome you to Lumber Connection, a weekly podcast series hosted by the Structural Building Components Association, focused on the latest trends in the North American lumber market. We welcome back Justin Binning and Ken Timmons, two lumber traders with the American International Forest Products. Glad you're both with us again this week. Glad to be back. Glad to be here. So, uh, flip the coin uh, just now. Ken, let's start with you, if you don't mind. Uh, first question, as always, can you recap uh, this past week's lumber trading and what may component manufacturers see this week in the market? We're, you know, staying on the same trajectory we've been on the last few weeks. Last week is exactly what you would have expected. Guys looking around for deals, nothing um really eye-opening on the market prices and is going up quickly um you know lots of guys are pondering when the end of the market is going to be and comparing it to 2018 there's no sign of it coming back you know in the immediate next 30-day future so you know guys continue to cover their needs and and move their inventory so same story week after really week. really no change no no breaks in the system it's just the the story continues all right, Justin, what are you seeing? Yeah, I mean, it really kind of sums it up. I, I wish there was something more exciting to say or, you know, even just something different. I mean, I, I think a lot of folks were just tired of this. It's not just a ma- matter of high prices. It's just the, the flat out insanity created havoc across every every sector in our industry. I mean, the word insane is the only word that really bottles or, you know, captures this, this market. It's insane, extremely difficult to buy wood, lots of inquiry uh, daily, and a lot of no quoting, very difficult to get coverage on really any item. And um, I know I'm kind of over it. I'm, I'm ready for, uh, you know, some change of scenery. And unfortunately, I just, I just don't see it coming. Some notes, some changes, some things that I've kind of, I've, I've seen and heard, you know, rail car shortages out of Canada, that's becoming an issue. Um, they are apparently taking old cars that have been idle and pulling, bringing them back into the system, uh, maybe a, a, a little late there, but regardless, but shipping hasn't been an issue along the way, a lot like it was in, in 2018. So we'll see, you know, what that does, if that makes a change in anything. But I, you know, a lot of folks like, you know, wow, mills, you know, in the South, I mean, they're, they've got to be ramping up production or out of Canada, they've got to be ramping out production. They really aren't um, and they can't. And, you know, the South has been hampered by a lot of, you know, a lot of mills have faced these, these Corona cases and they've had to send people home. Um, but I mean, they're running at the most part, full capacity down there outside of your, your typical issues that they face. I know I touched on this last week with labor and such. Um, I mean, they're running as quick as they can. I thought, well, I thought one statistic here, obviously with Western Spruce um, at, you know, 630 plus dollars on two by four, their shipments last week fell to 2,623 cars into the U.S., which is the lowest in seven weeks. And again, I touched a little bit on, on the rail car supply issues. On the other side, U.S. producers, they've been, they've, their shipments have been up, actually. They were up 3,344 carloads last week, which was the highest shipment volume in 16 weeks. So from the U.S. side, we're seeing more rail cars, more lumber being shipped and out of Canada. We're at a low point that we've been in, in close just over seven weeks going on week eight now. So some interesting 
you know, things there. And then I think the other thing to keep an eye on, it hasn't been a factor yet out of Canada is forest fires. So that's, it's that time of year. They've got lows in the eighties, highs in the, in, you know, around a hundred over the next seven days. And as far as they can see really at this point, again, hasn't been an issue yet, but something to keep an eye on. So again, I'll, I touch on spruce a little bit. Obviously, I touch on the pine, but I think the two have a, a direct correlation right now as far as the market is concerned, just strictly from a production standpoint and how much wood is available. So, Great. Thank you. Uh, Justin, staying on you, uh, looking at the market, um, you know, this last week news came out uh, that the U.S. economic output fell uh, about 33% just in the second quarter alone, which in some circles say is a level that we haven't seen since the Great Depression. I'm wondering... Um, did we see any changes or fluctuation in in the lumber market just in the past week as a result of that news coming out? Um, and really, where do you see or where does lumber and the lumber markets fall in line, um, whether, you know, that information and, and what's happening there has any, is real, any real indication of what's to come with the lumber market or if it has any bearing at all whatsoever? Sure. Yeah. And you think it would be a, a topic of discussion that would be, you know, discussed uh, uh, on phone calls, whether it's with mills or customers, it, it, it just hasn't. You know, when we first really this first wave of coronavirus sent that fear shockwave through throughout the entire U.S., we saw what it did to the market. Um, there was a sell off. Um, it was liquidate, liquidate, liquidate. Nobody wanted to get holding the bag. We didn't know if we were going to be deemed essential. We didn't even know what that term that term, I don't even think was was known yet. The you know essential industry or non-essential, nobody knew anything. All we knew was we had some pandemic on our hands, and people were scared and nervous, watching the news, and and um, so we saw that initial correction in the market it was really short-lived, big, chunky, right out of the gate, hundred hundred and fifty dollars. Um, and spruce, large losses in yellow pine. And then, you know, we had some effects of that, obviously, that that, that um, shut certain states down for a short period of time. Um, there was some fears that the jobs would be shut down. And again, different municipalities and different counties were affected for short periods of time. But really, overall, 80, 90 percent of the of our industry throughout the United States went unaffected. We've obviously seen what that's done for us with big box leading the trade. People are being sent home and that that unrelenting pressure from the big box. And then as that chain goes, slides down, it's just been nonstop. And now we had this time in July where we thought maybe we're going to get back into work, get back in the office. It hasn't happened. We've kind of taken some steps back uh, in most places across the United States. So that last project they finished up, maybe they're now they're thinking about starting the next one. Treaters are still backed up, probably 60 days, some up to 90 days. So it just seems kind of unrelenting at this point. But our industry as a whole, you know, you've got interest rates that remain at historic lows. Another statistic, U.S. home ownership rate surged a massive 2.9% in the second quarter, which is the largest jump ever on both month-to-month and a year-by-year basis. And the home ownership rate measures the number of households owner-occupied, i.e. not rentals, as opposed to the percentage of individuals that own a house. So that was an interesting thing. Again, in the middle of a pandemic, you've got that with the largest jump ever on record. So again, I mean, inventory levels from home, you know, homes on the market, 
Um, they're nil. Most markets, homes are coming up for sale. They're getting, there's either bidding wars or they're not sitting around. So again, really every facet of our industry is hitting on all cylinders. And um, I don't know when, when it's going to let up. Obviously, that's a question everybody wants to know. But we're we're in something we've never seen before, so it's it's hang on. And again, with that news in second quarter, you know, you're, that drop, you're also going to see probably one of the greatest comebacks ever on the second half as we move into this year with people going back to work, unemployment going uh, down, people getting back to work, and again now July here we are uh, through July is going to probably take another step back. So we're on the seesaw right now. Uh, hard to tell again what, what any of it necessarily does to our to our particular industry but what I can say and what I've seen is it hasn't hampered us really one bit sure Ken uh, would you uh, would you echo that you know looking at the second quarter numbers that came out last week what what are you seeing or hearing um, on your end of the market you know I champion what JB just just said there the market's great. We're doing well as an essential industry, you know, and the trend is our friend. It's not going to change anytime soon. So, you know, when Justin said, hang on, I mean, it's, it really is just that just keep on doing what's making us successful and we'll, we'll continue to keep killing it. So Ken, uh, next question, uh, a listener submitted question, uh, and, and statement at the same time, um, it says I'm noticing inventories at my local reload facility start to build back up over what they were a couple weeks ago. This also happened in 2018 when there was no quote, when there was quote, no lumber available and rail cars were non-existent, but inventories were built up, but not on the market to allegedly keep high prices in place. Ultimately, the market in 2018 came down sharply uh, moving into 2019. Given that and, and what we're seeing now, can we expect something similar as we slow down uh, into the, the fall, late fall and winter months and, into 2021? So that's a great question submitted by one of our listeners here. And Justin touched on this, the key difference between 2018's market run and 2020's is transportation issues and forest fires. So in 2018, the Canadian producers really struggled to ship product down to the US, which they continued producing. That wasn't as big of a problem. So it developed a wall of wood as we called it on the border. And when that came across, it, that really sent prices down. We don't have that this year. Although we could have transportation issues, as Justin was is mentioning, which would continue to uh, constrain the price. Same with forest fires. This market, it's kind of like buying groceries for the average American family. If the average American family had five teenage middle linebackers sitting at the dinner table. I mean, you just can't keep food on the table. You can't keep lumber in the system. We're consuming it so quickly. Um, there's no opportunity to really build inventory. So likely, um, you know, the, the viewer that saw that wood at the reload, I imagine likely is pre-sold. You know, we stay very, very heavy on ownership or as much as we can. Our reload's 95% pre-sold as it sits there just waiting to be shipped out. You know, and I don't think there's really any supplier who wants to build an inventory at these levels right now, you know, when the market will fall eventually, you know, you might as well sell it now before the price depreciates. So I don't think anyone really has an incentive to do that. Um, you know, everyone's incentivized to continue moving the product throughout the supply chain. Sure. No, thank you. Justin, your thoughts? 
Yeah. Um, so for that particular question, I mean, there's so many variables there. Uh, reload facility, like, I, you know, I have no, no idea. I mean, it could be that all that wood could be spoken for, could be sold for jobs. Um, it's got to get shipped out. What I do know is that um, inventory levels were very, very low uh, into uh, the end of last year coming into this year. There was, seemed to be plenty of wood to go around. Uh, no stress in getting lumber, getting it quickly. People were playing it very close to the vest in regards to their inventory turns. Um, they could enter the market again, really whenever they wanted to and get what they needed quickly. So this really snuck up on a lot of people. Um, and I don't see personally the um, people with heavy inventories, you know, in the conversations that I've had with some larger customers, um, they just don't, they don't have it i.e. they've got to stay in the market um, because business keeps coming in. They're continuing to quote and they're continuing to, to get new business. They've got to continue to buy lumber. At some point, somebody's got to say enough's enough, um, whether that's the builder. I don't know who it's going to be, but at some point I would think, you know, we're going to, you know, somebody's going to say enough's enough, but it, I just don't, I just don't see it uh, at this point and who that's going to be or when. Um, the other thing that I think we have to to think about is is pricing. You know, lumber pricing was relatively, from a composite standpoint, historically pretty pretty cheap. You know, lumber pricing has been across really all species and all items, relative value. Now we look at pricing today and we go, holy cow, that's crazy. But at the same time, are we what, what's the new normal, right? In lumber pricing, where are we settling this in at? Is it, and you know, I, I can certainly say I don't think it's 300 or, or 250 on two by four. Um, and I certainly don't think it's going to be 600 or 650. But again, we're, we're, we've shown both sides of the over and the under on both of these levels. So we're going to settle in somewhere between. But I do think people need to understand that, that overall lumber pricing is going to be higher than I think what they've been used to or becoming accustomed to over the last um couple of years. So again, I, I, you know, what that new normal is, again, we're, we're in unprecedented times. And uh, we're going to see how this thing shakes out here at some point. But um, anyways, I think we're looking at a new kind of average lumber pricing that's going to be higher than, than what we're used to. So Justin, uh, final wrap up question here, uh, you know, as we kickstart the month of August, uh, final thoughts for this week uh, for component manufacturers. Yeah, and again, I think it's it's it really my send off is kind of how it's been the last several weeks. We've we've been doing this with fourth week or fifth week. Um, hang in there. Again, get what you got to get covered. Um, stay active to the market. You know, handle the sticker shock as best as you can. Um, you know, today's high prices are tomorrow's values. I mean, that's rang true every week. But we're looking at you know we're looking at substantial positive gains week after week in lumber pricing. Um, I mean, that's just flat out what it is. And, and if you can buy it, but it, the majority, the, you know, the, the thing I say is you, if you got to have wood, buy the wood. And if you get some coverage, act fast um, because it's there one minute. Um, there's a very, very likely chance that it's gone the next. I've never seen anything like it. It's like throwing, uh, you know, the only thing I can say it, it, you know, when a list comes out from a sawmill or from anyone that has lumber, it's like when I take my son to the fish hatchery and we put a quarter in the machine and it gives us a handful of 
fish pellets and we throw it on top of the water and they're devoured within seconds. Um, that's what it feels like. So anyways, I would say just stay aggressive, um, buying wood and don't be that afraid of the price. All right. Ken, final thoughts? You know, I thought I was about to have the best fish reference of this podcast. That was awesome. I was, <laughs> I was going to say people are consuming it like the fresh caught mahi mahi <laughs> of the day that was swimming this morning. I mean, the, the turnaround time from lumber coming off the planer to being implemented in a component manufacturing facility or a job site, it's remarkable. I mean, the supply chain needs this product so badly. Um, and that's why Justin, I continue to say that it, there's no signs of this thing turning around anytime soon. So, you know, continue to prepare, continue to plan ahead, stay sharp on the market and, you know, go get the business. Great. Well, that wraps up Lumber Connection for this week. Justin and Ken, as always, thank you for your insight today. Thank you for having us. Thanks for having us. Absolutely. We appreciate it. Uh, to our listeners, uh, thanks for tuning in. If you have questions for our experts here, please email them to lumber at sbcindustry.com, and we will get them answered here on Lumber Connection.